Hello and welcome to Glastocast, the unofficial Glastonbury Festival podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the festival when it's fully on. If you've been following us in this journey, we talk about the magic of Glastonbury, what to pack, when to arrive and where to camp. But now it's when the festival is fully happening, Rob. <laughs> yeah, so it started now. We're there. We've got all our stuff ready. What do we do next? And we're going to share a lot of our own personal stories. Mm-hmm. Jesse, you have some good ones to talk about. Oh, yeah. I've got many different... Spanning the years, I've got many different things to talk about when it comes to favourite festivals. I think with any of the subjects that have got to do with Glastonbury, we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we definitely can't shut up about it, so let's, let's go. I'm very excited to hear them because even though we met at the festival, we haven't really experienced the festival together, believe it or not. It's actually a very good point. Yeah, so. yeah it's really true. Like we, we, we've met, we always have these like one afternoon on a Thursday where we yeah. all meet up and get drunk together, but the rest of it we spend you know, yeah, with our own Very separately group. doing so, our own yeah, thing. Yeah, this is interesting. So, yeah, I really want to, to know how you guys, how, how do you Glastonbury? <laughs> and as a cherry on the top, we're also going to discuss one of our favorite subjects, which is food. Ah, I see what you did there. Yeah, that's exactly. Really, that's, good, that's good. I planned this and on the way there. here. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite subjects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, food. There's so many really good food stalls. It's even almost something I'm looking forward to go back at Glastonbury just to eat something. I was again. actually about to say that. Like, it's <laughs> sad that I always like plan out my menu now. Like, I, I know that the certain food stores are going to be in the certain place and I go, right, I'm so excited to eat this again. And I always plan it out. I'm like, Wednesday, I'm going to have this. Friday, I'm going to have this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys realize, but there's a big difference today from the last time we met. Oh. Well, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't I know, think apart I from do. where we are. We have no, paid our I tickets. Do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Ah, yeah. I paid mine this morning. I was a little... <laughs> I paid Which mine could... at 8am yesterday or Yeah, but by the way, we're recording this episode in the week of yeah, the yeah. balance payment, yeah. when the balance payment is due. Yeah, I did mine on Monday, first yeah, day. Monday. <laughs> yeah, well, I thought I'm going to leave it a little bit later. I'll leave it. Li- no, no, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> Isn't it good to see the final booking complete page, yes. receive yeah. the confirmation email, but now, but now there's the way for the tickets <laughs> to come on the post. It will come. It will. Oh, come. It will, and it always does. But it doesn't make it any less stressful, does it? The, the, the first person once they receive it, the first yes. thing they do, isn't it? They tweet, yes. and they're like, "Oh, I haven't got my ticket yet." Yeah, it stresses me out a little bit because like, sometimes I've had like one friend once over the ten years of going that their ticket didn't arrive, and then it was all kinds of hassle calling yeah, trying to find yeah. out where it was going to be, what they could sort it out, and just seeing their stress makes me go. But what if mine doesn't turn up? What if it doesn't? So you're there every day, like opening the door, like, is it there? Do you, you guys have any, I'm going to call them quitters. <laughs> anyone, quitters. anyone who paid the deposit oh, and now been, not I've going? I've done it once. I mean, well, I mean I think, this year, yeah, this year, oh, in oh, your no. group of friends. No, no, not this year. We shame you for that, Rob. When you, oh, when, no, I remember I in that episode when you, were, when you were like, oh yeah, I let my ticket go because I was going to go on holiday. Me and Miguel just looked at each other like, <laughs> what? Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, do I you was... deserve to be on the podcast? I was filled with regret. No, I lie. I do have some friends who, who have other commitments for, the, for, for this one. Yeah. So uh, whilst it's obviously a shame, but hey, yeah. there's two more tickets coming out in the resale. It's true, it's true. I mean, same. I have, think, a couple of people I know, not on my group of six, but in my bigger group of friends yes. have been organizing. The they, they told family. me they're not coming. <laughs> I don't know if that happens to you, but every time someone comes to talk to me about Glastonbury and, and it's some sort of bad news, <laughs> it's almost like they're afraid of me. They, they, they like, try to break it yeah. slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean... 
different priorities, yeah. but wrong priorities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they are wrong, whatever they say. They are wrong. It's, it's, I understand, but you are wrong. Yeah, I say like, okay, life happens, but... Yeah, you're wrong. Um, I have one of my wider group who uh, has broken up with their other half, mm. and their other half isn't going. So I know this sounds really bad, but like all of us were kind of like, oh, well... Not really much of a loss because we don't know them that well. Oh, so we would be like, oh, that's fine. As long as you're still coming, that's fine. <laughs> if that person is listening, we're talking about someone else. I'm being, very, I'm being very non-specific. I'm not even saying the gender of anyone. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so we're, not, we're a bit like, okay, well, you're not coming. That's okay. Um, and then I did have a friend who had been to Glastonbury before uh, a few years ago, basically say, I, I remember texting them all week going, yeah. have you got your ticket? Have you paid it? Have you paid it? And it was only like right at the end. In fact, I think even the Monday after they went, I'm really sorry I didn't. I didn't do it. And oh. I was like, why? You've been, what are you yeah. doing? I can never understand those um, tweets that come out. Oh, I can't believe I forgot to pay my Glastonbury ticket. Oh, no, I can't no, believe no, I forgot. No, no. Is it not everything um, you're thinking about every Have you been hidden day? under a yes, rock? Yeah. <laughs> have, you been in, have you been away? How do you forget? What other sort of things I don't can think you about have anything going on in your life <laughs> more important than this? And, and if I was to give a tip for anyone, advice from my own personal experience is the year that I gave up my ticket because of a holiday of a lifetime, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't worth it. <laughs> the whole time I was away, I was like, oh, man. Well, but in better news, two friends of mine decided to go as volunteers after chatting with me and learning more about my experience in 2014. Oh, awesome. <laughs> which, which makes me very happy. Yes. <laughs> How does it work then once you're a volunteer? What's the, what's the process? Well, the thing is what I explained to them. They've never been to Glastonbury. So the way I explained to them is, is I think you should do it. I had a great time in 2014. Even if the downside is that, that you have to work, you have fun while working mm -hmm. and you're kind of part yeah. of the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That, that's why when I was explaining, I started, because it's been five years since I did it, and suddenly I'm like, okay, maybe I want that back. <laughs> so I've done a lot of like festival volunteering. The main one that I've done most of my volunteering at was actually Boomtown Fair. And I love it. You're exactly right. You're part the festival yeah. you really feel like oh my god I made this I'm helping yeah. make this I would I would volunteer at Glastonbury I've always said it's something I would do but uh, the kind of two ways I would volunteer is well obviously if I didn't get a ticket if it, if it was now I would probably volunteer without waiting for the resale if I know yes. I can get a guaranteed yes. if I didn't get a ticket in October and it was sign on as a volunteer now or wait for the resale and risk it I would go for the volunteer and the other thing is if, if all of my friends you know the 30 plus group that I talk about <laughs> all the time if they all went you know what yeah we're done with this now we're not going anymore and it was just me or just me and two others I'd be like come on let's go and make some friends let's volunteer and that's exactly what happened with me in 2014 yeah. Yeah. my group of six decided to When we couldn't get tickets in October, they just gave up. And then I, I found my way into the You've festival by volunteering. And to this date, it's my best festival. So, yet, my best, best Glastonbury, my favorite Glastonbury. Can you guys, yeah, Ooh, can you, can what you a choose question. one? Um, I can, I'm going to go with um, 2013, I think. Ooh. Okay. 2013, because... Rolling Stones? Uh, was the year of Rolling Stones? So, for me, my memory of it really goes back to the fact that From those first two festivals in 2002-2003, it was a real long time before going back to Glastonbury. Yeah. And just, it was almost like going again for the first time because it'd been so long and it was just so very different. It was mm -hmm. so different. So I had to basically completely start again, re-explore the whole thing and just the buzz. I mean, I get the same buzz every year, but just going back to something and not that I'd fallen out of love with it in any, in any way, but I'd let other things kind of become first, if you like. Not only did I 
you know, find that my love for, for Glastonbury again, but there's no way I was going to let it go after mm-hmm. that year. And and I think it was the Rolling Stones year. It yeah. was, yeah. And it also was after Follow You. So what does it say about this? Well, exactly. Festival? Yeah, no, I, time- <laughs> I think I timed it perfectly. The weather was great. It was one of those years where I think it, it, it was sunny, but it was also wet and it was also a bit cold and it was a bit warm. It was just a bit of everything. But that was fine. I, I was I was more than happy. I was it, loving it. You know it. what? I was at Rolling Stones, but I don't remember. Oh, really? <laughs> Do you know what? I wasn't. I, I didn't go to see Rolling Stones. I know. I, I was one of the very few people, as it turned out, over at the other stage watching Example. And it was considering he was on just before Chase and Status, which is who we were all there to go and see. It was incredible. There was so much room. I mean, we were yeah, even, yeah, we yeah. were even stood between the stage and um, the booth where where the, the, mix, the sound desk. Yeah. And it was there was so much room. And you know, considering at that, that uh-huh. time of day, and that just shows how many people were over at the Pyramid stage. But I had the best night. And, yeah. and I know that's kind of yes, people are going to find that quite strange that I, that I did it that way around. But that's I loved okay. it. I loved it. What I remember, <laughs> what I remember from Rolling Stones is that I was right at the back at the, at the pyramid field, and I was, <laughs> I was a bit out of my mind as, oh, okay. as, as usual. Too many whiskeys, and then yeah. I was, I was tapping people's shoulder and asking, "Have they played Wonderwall yet?" Oh no! Was that You're your joke? That, uh, oh, that was my joke. Oh, okay. I'm, I really want them to play Don't Look Back in Anger. <laughs> You're that guy. In my head, it was a really good show. <laughs> oh, I'm God. sure everybody found that and hilarious. Differently. Some of them were like, ah, oh, I see what you did there. Some of them were like, what? <laughs> okay, so if you heard, Miguel, if you were one of those people that was tapped on the shoulder and you're listening to this now, everybody else remembers the Brazilian Miguel who changed their festival. I really want to hear from you. I, I want to hear. Did to. I go into this, this weird mental state where I, I think I go around doing jokes to myself. Exactly. <laughs> I'm interested. Of some I want to know people, if they found it people. funny. <laughs> I want to know if you found it funny or if it was uh, irritating because <laughs> you were that well, guy. What about you, Jess? Can you well, pick you know one what? Mine, mine was 2013 as well, but for like somewhat different reasons yeah. to you Rob um, so I mean mine when the Rolling Stones were announced I was literally ecstatic I was like this is going to be amazing <laughs> so for me of course I was there I'll get to that in a minute but for me it was so I'd done four, four Glastonbury's by then I think or three got to work this out um, but all of them had only been with like me and one other friend or me and two other friends so 2013 was the first year that I convinced a group of sort of 10 of us to go um, people I had who I had not festivaled with before and it was just this weird Everything went well. Everything uh, went as good yeah. as it could. Like we parked in, uh, I don't know, like somewhere out um, in the purple. We walked to Gate C. There was barely anybody in front of us when we got there at like 7 a.m. We got straight through, perfect camping spot. Just everything went exactly as it like the best it possibly could and then yeah it was just we had the best time me and this group of friends who have now the same friends that have gone every year since uh-huh. kind of formed our well. gang yeah exactly yeah. that got a bit bigger as well but we formed our like core group yeah everything was perfect it wasn't too hot it wasn't too wet it was nice and sunny for most of the time we just got loads of great memories like doing the silent disco for the first time as a group <laughs> yeah, which was really that. good fun like yeah. i'd never Never done one before, and I was a bit like, "Well, this is going to be lame." And then it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, and then yeah, the Ro- oh, the Rolling Stones. So we all got down um, for the band before, which was Primal Scream, if I remember rightly. So we were there like three hours before the Stones were supposed to come on, and it was getting busier and busier and busier. Like the most rammed I've ever seen the pyramid field and we were about where the sound desk is so we were right towards the front and it was about 20 minutes before the stones were about to come on and I remember going 
oh no, I need a wee. <laughs> and I, I sat on it for a good sort of, well, I'd probably already sat on it for half an hour. And then it got to the point where I was like, no, 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 I, I, I need to go. Like, I'm going to have to. And all of my friends, we all managed to get together. There were 20 of us all stood together. They were like, don't go. We'll never see you again. Right. Um, but I made the decision. I was like, no, I'm never going to enjoy it if I am this desperate. Um, I was like, I'm just going to have to go. This is where being a boy comes in handy, <laughs> yeah. right? You can get bottles and things. So I made it my mission. Yeah, Rob I was like, carries his... Fabric conditioner yeah. <laughs> to, to the stages, isn't it? Carries wow. it with you in the day back. Yeah, but sorry, what, what you did then? No, no, no. What I was going to say was, I was like, right, I'm going to make my way slowly. And I made sure I made eyes at everybody I was pushing. Because it was really, really close. So packed. they recognised you. Yeah, so back. I went, I'm right. really, really sorry. I'm a girl. I just really need a wee. They were like, oh, babe, good luck getting back. You know? <laughs> well done. And I got all the way out. And then the last person on the end, I was like, right, I'm coming back. You see me in a minute ran to the toilet, ran back again, found the same person, went up and down the line wow. to make sure I found the same person and got my way back in. Yeah, all of my friends thought, that is as soon as I got back story. in, there was a big before, cheer. Before, like, impressive. before the gig they started, Amazing. like 10 minutes before That's they started, it was a win for you. Would you, say, would you say Ronnie Stones is one of your top performances then at Glastonbury or what? Yeah, I mean... <sighs> That's always a really, for me, yes, definitely, because I'm such a big fan. But I can understand if somebody was like, well, you know, they just, they are old, obviously. They just went along with the motions, but they've still got it. Like, I've seen bands yeah. who are younger than them who don't give half as much oomph on stage. I don't know. For me, it was, one like, easily in my top five festival headliners I've ever seen. But that's mainly because yeah. I know every song and love their music, so. Can you name a performance then, Rob? Well, I just think, so, with regards to that, yeah, I mean... There were there were a lot of a lot of performances on at the same time, and obviously, the Rolling Stones was going to be the biggest. It's you know one of them, the one possibly the one time you let people get say, "I'll be the one time you'll ever get to see the Rolling Stones." And yes, yeah, the yeah. Rolling Stones are massive. They're hugely famous. They've been around forever, but they've just never really been a part of music for me. For you, Nothing yeah, that okay, I've cool. particularly listened to. So. It, If I had a god, I would have been there just so I could tell people, oh, I've seen the Stones. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we, you know, which songs? Do you like? I don't know. I don't really know any of them. I yeah. mean, obviously, you know yeah, the Stones music. Yeah. You, you can't not. But for me, I, I just had a far better night. And actually, all of my group were in the same mindset. We we were more than happy. So, like I said, we had we had a really good time listening to Example. We had so much room. We were, you know, it was brilliant. And then you could tell when the Stones had finished. Uh -huh. Because yeah. just everyone then just came exploded. straight back, and it was mm -hmm. the year uh, at that time when Arcadia was just behind, just to oh, by behind the glades, them. yeah. Uh, so yeah, there, yeah. so then from that finishing to chasing status being on, and then everyone literally just turned 180 degrees, and it just carried <laughs> on from there. It was brilliant. It was it was a great night. But not just from that year. Do you have any? Other no, yeah. So I, I'd say that was probably my favorite year. But um, I think oh, my favorite Glastonbury performance probably Radiohead. Not when they played last year. It was it was was it two thousand two or two thousand three? They've played many times. Yeah. They they have played many times, and obviously those those first two years, um, like I said, they were a lot longer ago from the rest of the time. And the group I went with was the same both times, but for many different reasons. That Radiohead um, set means the absolute world to me. Mm -hmm. the, the person I watched it with, um, just the fact that at that point I wasn't hugely into Radiohead. He convinced me through, very, you know, I'll go and see this if you go see that. And he said, okay. So I agreed to go and see Radiohead with him. But what we did is we sat right at the back. Now, I, I've never really watched anything else right from the back of the pyramid mm. stage. But if you ever get the chance, pick a band and, and just go back there. It's a completely different experience watching from back there. Because yeah. you, you're not just watching 
the screens, you're not just watching the stage, you're watching the entire crowd. Just it gives me goosebumps even thinking <laughs> about it, just when he was, you know, Tom York singing Karma Police, but then it goes off, comes back on and does just a, a little a cappella yeah. from the chorus and just my hairs were all standing on end and I'm there with my best friend and it was just incredible. I absolutely loved it. I was going to say, like, you mentioned that the pyramid, you know, seeing the crowd. The one thing all my friends will know that I vehemently hate Coldplay. <laughs> I'm one of those people that just goes... Okay. I know yeah. it's I know it's like quite fashionable to hate Coldplay, but yeah. I really hate Coldplay. Um, so what was that, 2016? Hate is a strong hate word. Is a strong, yes. yeah. Hate is a strong word. Sorry. I know what you mean, I strongly dislike... Coldplay. Maybe if you ripped out Chris Martin, f- threw him over a bridge, and then put someone else in, <laughs> oh like, maybe like them. Sorry. Anyway, um, but we went and saw Earth, Wind, and Fire instead on mm. the West Holt stage, and it was amazing. Disco. That's what you want of a Sunday yeah, night. Absolutely. However, when you see the pyramid stage, and I know what you mean, when you're from the back and you see the whole crowd laid out like that, as yeah. well as the, the screens, it's really emotional. And the one thing I would have quite liked to have seen from that is obviously Coldplay gave out those wristbands. They did. They did. 2016. 2016. That's it. Yeah. And there were just lights everywhere. I think you see it from the BBC. You know, I watched that when I heard what happened. I was like. Oh well, I'll have a look at the um, the BBC footage, but it's not the same as I. I do kind of think maybe I should have just swallowed my <laughs> dislike of Coldplay and gone and stood at the back and watched it because it would have been a spectacle to watch. It, it my, really was. My, I my collected- first Glastonbury 2011. I went and watched Coldplay. It was oh. one of the headliners, isn't it? <laughs> and I had a great time. Man. It's just massive sing-alongs. It's easy there, to there are some to, emotional it? moments. It is it's easy good. to listen to. I had a good time. Well, when when I go to watch a headliner pyramid stage, I, I like to get really close. Hmm. But there's one act I kind of was just passing by yeah. and stopped from really far back to just see what happens, which is Kanye West. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. It was five minutes of curiosity. Okay, yeah. and I was fine with it. <laughs> well, you know, at least you went. You could Did you say. see Kanye? Did you, no, Rob? No, 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 no. That, that again to keep mentioning was the year that I didn't go oh, okay. I was on yeah, holiday yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I we, we had this whole discussion amongst ourselves like are we going to go see Kanye I won't use the word hate again but I was like I'm not wasting my time going to see I'm sorry I'm not when the other option was dead mouse on the other stage wow. so we were all like yes this is where we're going mm-hmm. Uh, and we had a great time again like it was so dead because I think lots of people were curious about Kanye yeah on, on, on the pyramid stage. So we got there and there was like loads of room and we got right to the front and there's a whole... If, if any of you ever meet me, ask me about um, a certain hashtag that was running on Twitter at that time. I'll tell you guys <laughs> yeah, okay. I definitely can't say it online. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we had a great time at Dead Mouse. It was amazing. But again, like afterwards, I watched it back on the BBC. Like, okay, let's see. Was Kanye okay? Yeah. As soon as he started attempting to cover oh, Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> I was like, I'm out. I yeah, can't no, ever yeah. watch this again. Nope. Well, if I would pick a gig I saw at Glastonbury, I think 2016 at the other stage, LCD Cell System mm, was right. fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a few people say that. Actually. Yeah. So let's go back to our favorites then. Do you have a favorite area of the festival? So I'm fairly, fairly um, open with the fact that my favorite stage is Cross on Earth. And generally, I don't know half the people who, who are playing there. Yeah, yeah. If I've got any time, that's where I go because I just think they play great music. In general, Avalon is my favourite. A lot of the a lot of the smaller bands I like tend to play there, whether it be in the main bit or in the cafe, and it's just a great vibe over there. There's been some really good acts. So I'd, I'd say my favourite stage is Cross on Earth. Favourite area in general is Avalon. I think is that a better word to, that we can use other than favourite because we like them all. Well, well yeah, well, best of the, the best, one we I choose suppose. to talk about it <laughs> yeah. now for best podcasting reasons. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's like you say, 
maybe it depends on the time of day. Yeah, because at night time, again, I like a lot of the Silver Hay stuff, but then sometimes it's there, sometimes it's Southeast Corner. It depends yeah, what you absolutely. like. Um, I think I've spent the most time in West Holtz okay. uh, due to kind of Brothers Bar being there. And I nip into the theatre in Circus Fields. It's really lovely around there. I really like the kind of world music. I like a lot of brass and stuff. So daytime, I spend quite a lot of time there. Yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, it's really good. I'm starting it's to really question nice. my decisions like, now. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, oh, I really like West Holtz, yeah. And then, I don't know, like nighttime. Okay, if I was going to pick a Southeast Corner area, five years ago I would have said Shangri-La. But I think the last couple of years I've had some really great nights in the common. That amphitheatre kind of area and you get some amazing DJ on. I think we saw Nero there in 2017. And just the the, it, the atmosphere just goes nuts. It's amazing. Seeing yeah. the sun come up in there a few times. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Good. I quite like the backstage area. Just the area itself. Ribbon Tower, the hill. So it's, it's an area like a lot. We're all, we're all going to go up the Ribbon Tower, aren't yeah. we? We're going to make sure we absolutely do it this time as well. It's super nice around there, the park. I just yeah. find that I like. I never, for me, it's not really my music that's on the stage. Like I'll go to the Stonebridge Bar or I'll go to the Bimble Inn is another one that I really love to go to, especially in the early hours. Like normally go to Arcadia when that closes down at three, we nip over to the Bimble Inn, love it. But so, I don't really, yeah, in the daytime, it's not really one of the places that I'll go, oh, I've got someone that I need to see there. It's normally, I'll be passing through and go, they sound good, but yeah. I won't go there for a purpose. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of the lineup at the park stage, actually. So mm. that's a, an area I really like to be around. But there's one stage I like to go without even know what's happening. Especially because I see, I, even if I read the names, I, I don't know the acts, but I always go and have a good time, which is the Glade stage. Mm. Oh, I like the Glade stage. Which, you have an affinity yeah, with the Yeah, that Glade kind stage, of started right? in 2014 when I worked at the Glade <laughs> Bar. That's and, it. Then, and then I, I saw that they have a good sound system, good atmosphere. So I always like to go to the Glade, Glade stage without knowing what's yeah. going to happen. See, I've seen some really strange and, and brilliant stuff there during the day. It's quite different, isn't it? Yeah, so the thing I love about the Glade is that it's almost like a round stage and the speakers all face inwards like, and they're all up high on the trees. Yeah, exactly. So you've got the bit above you, that the, the, the treehouse bit that like you can get up to thing. as well, the walkway. Yeah, yeah. I just think it's really cool. When you're in there, it really feels like you're in this tiny sort of area, but Absolutely. actually it's huge. It's a good place to dance, definitely. I, I think you're right, Miguel. Like When we are walking down from our place up at Big Ground and we're walking sort of down to go to maybe the craft fields or somewhere down there, we always go, ooh, wonder what's happening at the Glade and <laughs> we won't even have looked at the lineup, but we always know it'll be something I think the Glade changes most between day and night out of all the areas it's, there's so much lights Ooh. there isn't there there's lots going on well Silver Haze I think maybe change a lot oh, well yeah Mm. That's true. I'm just well, thinking. Well, surely Arcadia, come on. That's what <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, changes. Changes. Up, yeah. everything. That's a very big, that's a very nice. Well, yeah, it was a silly thing to say, really. <laughs> uh, Rob, you were talking about experience you had in the past. We know Jesse goes with a big group of friends. Mm -hmm. And I also said that we didn't experience the festival together so I want to hear how, how do you how do you Glastonbury how do we do for it for example Jesse you go with a big group of friends mm -hmm. do you stick together how, how is your I mean not a routine but tell, tell me your day at Glastonbury oh god <laughs> tell me tell me a day wow um, yeah I mean we all come together I think the nice thing about a big group is that you know that at any point of the day you can go home I'm doing inverted uh, 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 air, co air, yeah. air quotes that's the word you can go home and there will probably be somebody in that you can just go and chat to we don't stick together really there have been a few occasions that we've gone right we all want to see this band we'll all make the effort one of them was Rolling Stones another one was um, Foo Fighters in 2017 that one didn't go quite to plan because we all got there quite late but still we all stuck together um, but in general we all break off into smaller groups we just all sit around in the morning and go oh what do you want to see what do you want to see and we almost make plans 
plans with certain different people in the group depending That's on what cool. they want to see yeah. and I guess the day I mean for me doesn't usually start till about midday if I'm being completely honest with myself <laughs> um, but off we go go and see a first couple of artists or we go and you know we decide right we're going to go to the craft field or we're going to go uh, get a massage or we're going to go see some theatre and circus we normally come back to the tent about five, six o'clock as a sort of pit stop before the headliners a to make sure we've got maybe. a regrouping, yeah. yeah, that's a good way to Tent say it. Tent drinks. Tent drinks <laughs> for about half an hour, forty five minutes where we all re glitter, grab refill. a few extra layers. Refill. Yeah, yeah, refill our whiskey bottles or <laughs> gin in my mind. Yeah, so it's almost like a, a regroup and then we go off again at sort of seven ish. And then that's normally it. If we see a pyramid headliner, because we're camped just behind the pyramid stage, we normally have a pit stop on the, on the way back afterwards right. before going off to the southeast corner or Silver Haze. Um, but if we're elsewhere, which is um, quite likely, then yeah, we just basically leave the tents at about 6.37 and then that's it, done, and I'll see you at 7am. <laughs> <laughs> How about you guys? What's your... Well, I suppose it, it's a, it makes a really good point and it goes on from what we were talking about in the last episode with regards to camping about timing your pit stops, really, mm, isn't it? Because yeah. as a group, we have those those meetings in the same way and generally the first one is the wake-up meeting where everyone kind of, you know, in a haze discusses <laughs> their plans for the day and what you kind of hope between you to come up with some sort of plan. Okay, yeah. And generally, there'll be an act where you decide to meet up again and you might pair off, you might just go off on your own, but generally there's those those key points during the day where you like to kind of get back together. It doesn't always go to plan. I've tried to plan many things and, you know, you look at the lineup and you think there's one person I want to go and see and, you know, I must have spent about six months telling everybody that would listen that how I was going to go and see Katy Perry because I wanted to propose to her. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, um, how, how did that go? <laughs> well, in the end, I ended up... Being asleep in my tent and completely no, really. so it was I, I still haven't really gotten over it. And Kate Perry's on the, amazing. On the off chance so that good. she's listening to the podcast, and really, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I'll see you next time, whatever. Um, but yeah, so there's there's the best plans, and you know what tends to happen as well. I d- I'll always say to people, this this is the plan, but you know something comes up that mm. you know you just get caught up in something if i don't show up you know don't hold it against exactly me, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because you you just you can't miss some things and you know you just go with it like you say if you meet a group of people and you're doing other things and you, then you see something else that because there's secret stuff there's surprise stuff and then mm. there's just things you just don't know about so you know there's it's always good to have these set points during the day but if you miss one you just catch up again at the next one that's the best way to that's do it that's really yeah, it. and sure. that, that's, that's I, I had, kind of a very generic thing I had problems in the past of problems. group dynamics <laughs> oh, yeah. when there's always someone who kind of oh let's wait for this let's trying to stick together it doesn't work just let it go you can regroup as I say it like can end later. up ruining if you're trying to stick trying yeah. to religiously and then stick someone, together someone now is hungry and need to get yeah, some yeah and then food. someone, someone needs, needs the toilet to and then yeah. oh, I don't need the toilet and then when, as soon as you finish the toilet oh actually I do need the toilet you're like oh Come on, man. And then he never moves. That's it. And it takes that long when they come back. You think, oh, now I need the toilet, but I don't want to be that guy that had Mm -hmm. it. Have you guys sent the text to your friends? I'm sure everybody's always said this. Meet you by the left-hand side of the stage. That's like yeah. the generic, generic you know. By the speaker. Left-hand stage, by the front, by the speaker. See you there. <laughs> or, or, and then you never find them. By ever. the flag. <laughs> or, or being on the phone, I'm waving. Can you yeah, see me waving? waving? I've got my hand in the air. But that is that amazing moment when then you finally find yeah, each yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> yes! <laughs> <laughs> you run screaming into each other's that, that, That's why you, you should just let it go when you get split apart because then you're going to leave this moment of getting yeah, together again. Inevitably, you'll always find, and for many many occasions it's back at the tent yeah it can even be that you end up being split up in in amongst the crowd you could be five meters from each other yeah. and not know it's yeah. just easier to to regroup i've just remembered 
uh, on this, we're talking about me and my big group. One of the one, one of the times where we had a bit of a, well, a fall, I don't want to say falling out. It wasn't like that, but it's just this one thing that I always rem- remind my friend about. We were at the Beat Hotel. We'd been there for hours. We were quite drunk. And then everyone was like, this was a Wednesday or a Thursday night. So none of the big bands were playing or anything. And we were like, right, we're going to go to block nine. We're going to go to Southeast Corner. So me being me, because I know my way around, I was like, right, I will lead you. So I was like <laughs> Pied Piper at the front with like 30 people trying behind me to keep up with me. It took, as you can imagine, four. we got into block nine and then went no this isn't what we were thinking it was going to be okay we'll go somewhere else we came out to the glade we stayed there we started to settle we'd walked all the way across the site and then my friend went should we go to the Stonebridge bar? I just gave up at this point. I was like, I'm, no. not, I'm not leading this many people any further. Yeah, so that's what happened. I think one yeah. year when I had the issues, like my group of friends were seeing me as the leader and yeah. I didn't want to yeah. be. So these days are renowned of that position. Yes. At the beginning, and I say, guys, I'll let you know what I've been doing. Yeah. You can come together. I would love to have your company. But if something holds me back, that's see it. you yeah. later. You're welcome to tag along with the plan that yeah. doesn't really exist. It was funny when I was thinking about this episode, what to say, and then I realized that even though I say every year that the, one of the reasons I don't volunteer is because I always have friends coming together with me, I start really realizing I leave them. You just leave them anyway. <laughs> and, and I actually have a lot of moments with strangers at Glastonbury. I think so. It's, it's, it's just the nature, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, if I was going to give advice about making a plan, I'd say keep it reasonably vague and that, that you know there's there's always room for changes but pick general points during the day where you can possibly meet up mm-hmm. uh, and for things like um if you're a lot of you uh, say a pyramid headliner or whatever just say right we're likely to get um separated because it, you know we like to dance and you just get yeah. caught up and enjoy it pick a meeting place for afterwards mm-hmm. again do j- don't be too specific like say right we're going to stand by this bin and then you get to the bin and it's rammed, you know, yeah. just pick a general area. And if there's enough of you, you can look out for each other. But yeah, don't say, right, I'll meet you in the crowd by that flag because they'll move and, mm-hmm. you know, just be sensible. I wanted to ask how you guys experience, let's say, let's say experience the theatre, circus, cabaret, the greenfields. Oh, the greenfields are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I many occasions walked past the, the cabaret tent and just thought, oh, I know that name, uh, generally a comedian, and I'll go in and end up spending a couple of hours in there. Mm. It's fantastic. But is forgive me if, I've, if I'm incorrect here, but is the sensation stage in that kind of similar area as well? Because that stage, I'd had, I don't even know if it was a thing before 2017, but I spent loads of time there. It was brilliant. Odd acts, kind of, kind of like cabaret, maybe whether it was a bit of acting and it was comedy. There was, it, it was very, very, very strange and quite um, eccentric, maybe. Mm-hmm. But some of the acts on there were, were absolutely superb. And I, I genuinely, um, having discovered it, I think on maybe the the Friday, made a point of going back a couple of times and right. thoroughly I'll enjoyed it yeah so but let's say have you had any massage at the healing fields or done any workshop in crafting um I, do you know i can't say i have i can't say i have i always have a look round, but uh generally when i when i do my look round, that's my downtime that's my recovery time yeah i kind of just keep quiet and absorb that's the thing is that uh, those are areas I really like to go when I have some gaps in mm. my schedule. Yeah. And I love it. I love to just be around it. But I never really have the, the hands-on experience. So maybe maybe I'll carve a spoon 
Does yeah. he, a friend of mine carved <laughs> a spoon. That's why I use. I always use that as an example. Yeah, use that. <laughs> you mentioned this before. Yeah. How many spoons are there? But <laughs> why wouldn't you have a massage while you're customer, right? Well, that's <laughs> the thing. My friends have done massages, but for me, I think it's a money thing. Like, obviously, they're worth it, but I think it's because it's normally like day one. My friends are like, "Oh, I've been carrying my bag, so I'm going to go and get a massage." <laughs> and I just look on day one. I'm like, "Do I really want to drop forty pounds right now? Probably not." But I have done the craft fields quite a f- like a number of times. Like, <laughs> I think I spent. Did you have a fork real interesting cutlery <laughs> no just literally I'm about to okay you guys are not gonna be able to see this but I wear a bracelet that has been made out of a fork I and guess. I made that at Glastonbury oh, I wow. wear it every day excellent so there was um, I think they're called uh, this is this is PG I can say this right they're called forking marvellous see what they do <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah you go and sit down and they um, basically teach you how either a fork or a spoon to bend it into a bit of jewellery wow. so you bend it around like a bangle and then twiddle it round um, and yeah so I did that one time um, me and my friend sort of saw it and it's uh, well at least it was at the time it was like £10 to do the workshop and you pick a fork out of the kind of drawer of ones yeah. they have but they said if it goes wrong like if you break it then you know that's it you pay £10 for the fork basically oh I see but mine I lucked out because I wear this every day I sleep in it I shower in it again I'm showing the boys but the, the one I ended up getting was solid silver and I don't know how I just picked it out of the bucket and then my friend um, who's a jeweller looked at it and went yeah I don't think that was supposed to be in there (laughs) oh wow well yeah, they'll be after you if they're listening. So that's my like wear it every day Glasto bit of memorabilia that I made myself. Very proud of it. I'm just guessing um, you don't eat with it. <laughs> no, I don't eat with it. I it's mean, eating it, days are done. The eating days are done. It's the the ends are bent round anyway. You, I couldn't stab anything with that. But the other thing I've done was when I was really hungover one time, me me and my two friends just went as we were strolling through the craft fields. We just got chatting to this lady, and she was like, "I'm doing a knitting workshop," and all mm. of us were like, "I have no idea how to knit." <laughs> she was like, "Well, why don't you just come and sit down with us?" So we went and sat down she made us tea and I think we sat there learning how to knit for about two and a half three hours on like a Saturday morning (laughs) (laughs) I didn't get to knit anything I probably a a, a, like square patch that was it but it was a really nice way of like using your downtime if you know what I mean like forcing yourself to get up in the morning but not doing anything too extraneous you know we just went down there with the notion of walking around and then ended up just sitting down and chatting to this lovely lady for hours and learning how to creative Yeah, it was really nice. It was a really nice way to spend uh, Saturday morning. You see, I, I would I would buy into something like that. I definitely would, would if, if I came across it and I had some spare time, I would. Getting a massage isn't something I generally do. But then at the same time, I say, oh, I don't do it in every day, so why would I do it at Glastonbury? There are lots of things I do at Glastonbury <laughs> that I don't do in everyday life. So, you know... Which point am I making? But when you see someone having a massage, you think, oh, that looks amazing. And you think, okay, maybe. But then when you see someone eating chips, they always look nice and they smell nice. I'm going to go, I'm going to treat massages like I treat chips. Other people's probably are better than what I would get. <laughs> I, uh, Rob, Rob, I think they use oil, not salt and vinegar. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, it's not vinegar. Oh, right. Okay, salt and vinegar. Well, maybe I'll reconsider. Speaking of chips, salt and vinegar, chips, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. maybe maybe that's a good segue into our next topic, well, which yeah. is food. The f- I must have food on the brain, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it. Uh, well, there's so many options. Where do we start? <laughs> oh, God. Let's go with favourites again. Well, I definitely again. have a favourite. And this is, this, regardless of all the changes and, and all the different things I see, I, I always, always, without fail, will have uh, at least one meal at the Bangra Bus. The Bangra mm. Bus is just my most favourite place to go. Is it what, for what food. type of food, though? 
Bangrabas, so yeah. it's like curries uh, and it's uh, uh, vegetarian, mm-hmm. vegan, and it's just it's so tasty. Uh, and if if you you can't miss it, it uh, it's an old kind of American school bus that's been converted. So the kitchen's at one end, and then you've got the table, some tables inside. But you you know you can you can get it as a as takeaway, you eat while you're walking, or you can or you can go into the bus and, and have a sit down and eat it there. Uh, without a doubt, every every single meal I've had there has just been so so tasty. Where I absolutely love it. Well, where has it been? <laughs> well, do, do you know, again, I, I don't know where anything is and I can never find it. I can never... Until you stumble across the Bangladesh. No, generally, you ask me to... I, have to, I can never find the cider yeah. bus. I can oh, never I find the Bangladesh. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm I can the same. never I find them. It, it, it's weird. I've been going for so long. I know things, but I always... If somebody <laughs> will say to me, like, I fancy I mean, this for dinner, and I'll be like, right, I know exactly where that is. Follow me. <laughs> if you ask me where something is, generally I'll be able to find it. Would I be oh, able no. to take you there in a direct route? Probably not. Would I be able to point it out on a map? Mm, I could give you a general area. I could give you a general area. Directions are my strong point. Yeah, because one of our group generally, genuinely, sorry, knows where everything is. You you could place him somewhere and say, get here. Uh, Not only would he get there, he'd get there via the shortest route. Yep. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not good at pinpointing. I I know it's towards that way. And I think it's because I don't. If you go the same way all the time, you you, you might miss things going other ways. So yeah, yeah. I don't tend to work that way. But it's always a treat when I find it. It's always a treat and I get very happy when I see it. So Jessica, where is it? I don't know where the Bangor Bus is. So I've had the Bangor Bus at um, Shambhala last year. And I agree, like it was the first time I'd had it and it was really, really good. Um the, the version of that that I've had at Glastonbury is the Tali Cafe, which is similar, like, you know, vegetarian and vegan, lots of, so you get almost like a plate full of lots of different things. So mm-hmm. like two curries, a dal, um, some rice, like you get chutney. Yeah, mango chutney, all yeah, the different Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've heard, I've had the Bangabas at Shambhala. When I crave something similar at Glastow, I go to Tali Cafe. But I would love to know where it is at Glastow because I've probably walked past well, it Well, what we'll do is we'll go for a wonder stopped. and eventually we'll find it. Okay, <laughs> there it is! And then from that point onwards, you can tell me where it is to save me some time when I want to go. <laughs> and on a similar vein, I'm quite fun of the Buddha Bowls. Oh, the Buddha bowls there. Oh, yeah, yeah really good. Very really nice. like that's feeling when you feel tasty, like I delicious. need something healthy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's good for the morning after. <laughs> I have a feeling we could just go around or to the fill up to fill up for the dishes, evening. and I'll go. Oh, yeah, that's oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, the oh, yeah. The, the the round Yorkshire pudding with the, the potato and mm-hmm. oh, gravy the and the mushy peas. Yes, yes. Or you can have it with like roast dinner in there if you want to. So that's good for a Sunday when you're craving oh, your roast dinner. Just that's good. Have you ever had a meal? Have you ever been to the permaculture area? Don't think so. No? Is that the one like near the green fields that has it's, the? It's, um, it's like a little entrance little from from the railway. Okay. I, I think I mentioned this last time, but the railway. When you're doing this walk, pay attention to your to your side because there's a lot of little things you can yeah. go inside. So the permaculture area is just there, and you can get a really nice plate of food. Sounds good. Mm. And, Sounds they, and good. they have this big frying pan where they do some. Is it pakoras? Pakoras, yeah. And they're frying nice. like massive oh, ones. Lovely. This is, is like different from the stalls, let's say. Yeah, so I would recommend find the permaculture. Oh, absolutely. That's going. That's going on my list definitely <laughs> for this year. I always um, this one. You can ask me where it is. It doesn't matter. I can say there's various different places falafel because I'm sure that this thing either moves or or there is a number <laughs> yeah. of them around. But but I always think, oh, maybe. It, it, Maybe they're trying to tempt me to eat it, but the, I, I love falafel. Very difficult to walk past that without buying it. We're going very, like, veggie vegan. I'm enjoying this. So, like, my number one veggie vegan thing 
is Happy Maki, which is vegan sushi. Yeah, okay. I know, sounds crazy. And I, I thought the same thing. I remember seeing the sign at Glasgow many years ago and being like, oh, why would you want that? Or I think I went over to investigate because I do love sushi and saw it was about £7. And I was like, oh, well, that's, you know, like that's not going to fill me up or whatever. One year I got tempted to try it by a friend who was going and I've never looked back. Honestly, I they go to a lot of festivals and I am their biggest, like, number one fan. I want them to open a, a cafe in London. They have one in Brighton. At Down festival last year i ate it five times wow that's, so that's once a, a day recommendation, <laughs> yeah is, honestly yeah. <laughs> so they're like they're almost like sushi burritos so it's like a wrap um made out of the sushi and then in the middle they have um different fillings but the one i always go for is like fake duck and then hoisin uh cucumber oh, they were a shambhala yeah, yeah they were yeah, a shambhala yeah, yeah, yeah. oh i'm yeah. a huge huge fan they're always in williams it's green it's really good so i know exactly it is, where that is. it is really good yeah. super super tasty um while we're in Williams Green, the other one, less vegan vegetarian that I go to. Well, actually, what I eat is ve- vegan vegetarian. So the rotisserie chicken place that's in Williams Green, yeah. roaming rotisserie. Now, I do know that one because that's the one with the... Yeah, 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 the yeah. Chicken, chicken wheels, does it? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, that is yummy. They do like um, chicken rolls or you can get half chicken. But when I'm feeling worse for wear in the morning and I need something stodgy but easy to eat and tasty I go down there and just ask for their potatoes they do like basically like garlic potatoes nice. and like stuffing and then that's just Can't what I eat because it's like mushy and, and easy to eat and just delicious and filling <laughs> yummy sounds yum yeah I think what it shows that Glastonbury just have varied choices high quality oh, yeah. choices oh, it's not just burger and chips I could honestly reel off hundreds and hundreds of these. Yes. So if you want to know more, guys, like... <laughs> Burger and chips is probably reasonably which is, difficult which is, to find amongst all the, well, the nice food. Is there. There. there are there. Yeah, so, yeah. But saying that, I remember, again, 2014, when I was going back to my campsite early in the morning, there was there was many options that were open, but there was this toasty place on the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> so I was having really nice toasty before heading back to my tent to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the ones I mentioned... Probably on one of the uh, one of our tweets was the the growler. Do you remember, oh, does the anyone growler. remember the growler? Yes, it was not there. Surprise last time. It was yeah. I mean, I haven't had it for a few years, but even just anything that that you you become accustomed to seeing and I will, I will, I, when it goes, part, I, yeah, have I, one, I know yeah. so many people loved it, and it was essentially cheesy chips and bacon in a baguette. I think mm-hmm. was was what their kind of specialty. With all the sauces, you that's it. Have, just all of it, and it was very very popular. So it was sad to see them not there. So. Bring back the growler. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Uh, you say you tweeted that. I did tweet as well. One of my my food memories at Glastonbury was I think it was four or five in the morning, and I, I was around Glasgow Latino. I mean, I found myself. You <laughs> <at Glasgow. laughs> ended up there. I'm not sure if I, I planned to be there, but then I saw I stole selling Brazilian food, which I, I wasn't aware there was this option, and I, and I was crazy hungry, and it, it was. Kind of empty, of course, and then I went there, and it was a Scottish guy who was serving, <laughs> <laughs> which he wasn't. The, then I asked, "What's, what's going on here?" I said, oh, no, the owner doesn't work this hours, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, then, and then they had the, the sort of menu with the different options, but then I was like, "Dude, just give me." A little of everything. Just give me a little of everything. <laughs> just give me a price. I don't care. Yeah, that's just it. give me a bit. Take and he's my like, money. Oh, we're about to close anyway. Don't worry. He gave me this massive plates of yes, different types of Brazilian food. It was the happiest I ever been that in very I don't know if they're still there. And I tried to, to Google what was the name or even find some old photographs. But I, I don't know. So maybe I'll have to look for them well, this year. Definitely. Mm. Maybe definitely I'll open my own Brazilian food store. <laughs> Do it. I mean, I, that time and I, I always seem to... N- 
navigate towards noodles. That seems to be my dish of choice of an evening. Mm. I don't know why. It just <laughs> seems to be some noodles. weird routine. Isn't that routine, not like yeah. super messy if you're a bit yeah. drunk? Like you just get yeah, noodles absolutely. all down your chin. Like, <laughs> <That's like. it. laughs> I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's it's just what I what I seem to crave of an of a night time, and they 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 seem to just be wherever I am. See, my favourite is. Um, uh, a van called the cheese truck just very nice and simple the cheese truck you're talking about toasties it reminded yeah. me they do the best cheese toti I have ever had in my entire life and they always have a truck at the top of big ground so perfect for me morning your cheese local. toasty yeah my <laughs> local but they also have one on the exit to um, Shangri-La so as you're on your way out and that was my favourite discovery of like when I'm yeah. really drunk and I'm like okay time to go home it's 4.30 in the morning and I'm, and I'm, I'm even already thinking like I'm going to get a cheese toasty in the morning for breakfast. Can't wait. Cheese truck. And then we're leaving Shangri-La and then I see that they have a second one right there. It's <laughs> no a <way>. glorious moment. <laughs> Beautiful. We mentioned some of our favourites, but there are so many options at Glastonbury. So we did what we really liked, which is to ask you, our listeners. Yeah, so we kind of put the call out on Twitter, as we like to do. Um, and this, obviously, is something that people love to get involved in. Food is obviously one of... <laughs> One of the big things that gets you guys going. So we had uh, Carl Chapman saying, have you tried the garlic farm? Um, their garlic and chilli con carne with garlic mushrooms on garlic bread is top noms. Well, I'm, <laughs> so, sold. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. I mean, garlic bread is one of your, you know, staple diet. I think. Absolutely. Yeah, just uh, not yeah, so many I, kisses going on around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be there with your partner. Um, I have had the garlic farm and yeah, big fan. It's really good. Really, really good. So we had another one from Davy Boyley who said, Go and fish curry from the Go and Seafood Co. in West Holtz, which loads of people shout out the Go and Fish Curry place. Yes, it's yes, like a real Glastonbury kind of staple. It I is, yeah. I, I heard a lot about it, but I'm not willing to... No, it's not really my thing, fish yeah, curry either, thing, but exactly. loads of people say you should try it because it's amazing. But anyway. I haven't had it there. It's like, this, this year, I did try fish curry and it was really 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 nice Mm. so maybe maybe that can be our maybe that's what we'll we'll, go go out for dinner one night shall we (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so david david um then also in the tweet kind of called out his friend tagged his friend uh, who said best meal i've had at glastonbury so there we go maybe we should try it double winner but they also then both said oh i do also like sausage time (laughs) which is um tartiflette and um sausage on from le grand booth have you had that like the french place that do i've heard of it the big they have these big 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 almost like the size of a person saucepans or um frying okay. pans sorry yeah. and they fill them all with tartiflette which is like potatoes and cream and bacon it's all right. nice. i mean it's Can I go stodgy wrong but real good <laughs> sometimes that's good though isn't it that's what you need some good stodge yeah the glasso thingy said the raclette place i went to last time was amazing I think it was la rack oh my word <laughs> yep that's another one that i've had if you want anything with a big melted cheese blob on the top then the oh, rack shack will you? sort you out oh it's <laughs> not so my thing but no no oh, tasty oh, bro. get out i know i know <laughs> this is another one that gets called out quite a lot so this was uh alistair who said paelleria brilliant food and good value and also the chicken rotisserie at williams green in 2017 i mentioned that one yeah, yeah, you did, um, yeah. but yeah paelleria is another one that i see at lots of festivals and everybody goes nuts for really good and you guys must have had this as well. So Georgina, along with many other people, tagged Anna Mays, saying Anna Mays is fabulous festival food. That's the mac, oh, mac, the mac and, and cheese. Mac and cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do a festival tour mm-hmm. every year and also I had it in London and in Glastonbury. They do a really good one that has like jalapenos and bacon in it. No, it's 
talking. Yeah. Now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to read one more uh, from Papaphone, who I am going to have to edit slightly at the end, but you'll see why. <laughs> so Papaphone said, Cannot remember the name, but before the festival properly opened... I was walking across site at 1am starving and there was one light in the distance, like a beacon of hope. I bought two burritos and I ate them in my tent. My mate next to me asked if I had a girl back because she heard some noises. (laughs) 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 Yeah, which I just think is brilliant. Excellent. I mean, yeah, the fact that you brought two burritos back to I mean, like, that's my kind of guy. Like, one burrito is not quite enough. I'm going to go for the two. You just never know. You just never know. No mention of pies, though. No mention of pies. You know, there's you, there's always time for a pot, isn't it? 100%. It's interesting you say that because we also, alongside kind of asking you for your favourites, we ran uh, another one of our polls, which we love to do. Um, and of course, you only have four options. So I said best food at Glastow needs to be both tasty and filling. And the options were pizza, pie and mash, mm. burger and chips, or curry slash noodles. Uh, and the winner with 35% was pie and mash. Pie so and that's mash. interesting. I think a lot of people in the tweet replies did shout out Pie Minister, who used to be there. Who used to be there. Who used to be yeah. there, um, but went there in 2017. I was more of a square pie man. Ah, square a pie, another good one. Squai? To those in the know, squai. Is that, is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing, but okay. Well, it is now. <laughs> it is now. Um, but yeah, so yeah, pie and mash came first with 35 and very close behind was curry slash noodles with 32. So there you go. The one that people didn't want so much of was the burger and chips. So yeah. that shows how much festival food has like evolved. You can have that any time, anywhere. Yeah, exactly, if I remember exactly. rightly from the poll, um, there were a few pictures posted as well. And I do, did see a couple of the, uh, the big Yorkshire puddings in there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good to see that. Those Yorkshire good to see that. Got a lot of time for them. Well, guys, I don't know about you, but that talk really got me hungry. Yeah, tell yeah. me about it. I think I should apologise in case there's any belly <laughs> rumbling going on. <laughs> but you know what? Moving on, I did say at the beginning that the big difference for us to, on this episode is that now we have our ticket. Mm-hmm. Yes, well, we've paid, we've paid for them. Off. Yeah. We've paid, we've paid it off. We've paid for them. Yeah, I'll, be asking, for the I'll be asking post. the postman every day now. Ah. But there was also another big news we've had in the last days, which is the first poster drop. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't even mentioned that, have we? We haven't, because we, we've been talking a lot about Glastonbury, but we haven't talked much about the one that's about to happen. No, that's true. <laughs> which begs the question, what are your thoughts on the lineup poster? What are my thoughts on the lineup poster? Well, I'm potentially going to earn a little bit of a name for myself here, especially after my <laughs> Katy Perry comment earlier. But <laughs> I've got to admit, I'm super excited. And, and I must admit, I, I just like the pop side of it. And I love I love the big shows. But I, I'm genuinely excited to see Miley Cyrus. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I so am. am I. I it's think Miley Cyrus will be amazing. It's going to be yeah. amazing. And we, I was on the socials earlier and um, and someone asked what, you know, anything stand out for you and it was quite funny really because I, I my answer was Miley Cyrus and uh, Miguel actually said to me come on you know don't just keep doing silly answers I was like no honestly <laughs> mate I, I, I think it's going to be such a fun performance I was there for Katy Perry so yeah, oh, well, yeah. it's going to be a good yeah. I, I, just I think people are now. even calling the <laughs> Katy Perry's lot now <laughs> yeah, well you know you're just you're just being mean now because you know I missed it but <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> Jesse you have uh, any ad to stand out for you Oh, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest, when I first looked at this poster, like, as I've said numerous times, Glastonbury is not about the lineup for me. I would go if there was nobody on the lineup I wanted to see. But when I first looked at it, I was actually 
way happier than I kind of thought I'd be. I thought I was resigning myself that 2019 wouldn't be that great and they were saving it all for the 50th anniversary next year. Yeah, yeah. But actually, like, I look at it and on every line there's two to three people I'm I'm really interested in. Which is a great number. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Um, so I think, like, the ones that really stand out for me, uh, I would say Lizzo. Like, when she self-confirmed before the lineup dropped, I was really happy about that. She's awesome and got such a good live voice but i mean the chemical brothers i've seen them at glastonbury and they've always been yeah. amazing so i'll most likely definitely be there watching that definitely yeah uh and probably christine and the queens like she was fantastic i saw her at apple music festival when that was a <laughs> thing uh in the roundhouse and she came out and performed with elton john and that was amazing yeah. like ever since that i've been like i want to see her well, again I, so we were just talking last about time she, earlier, yeah we? last time she played glastonbury was really good she so. owned the stage yeah it was a great performance yeah, so how about you, Miguel? What are your, like, you well, know... Well, for me, I'm, I'm, I've been happy since the rumours started because I'm a fan of The Cure. Ah, okay. <laughs> when the poster came out, well, I don't need anything else. <laughs> I, I, I have the whole festival and then that big act. You, from the poster then, you probably read Killers and then the, got to The Cure and you stopped after the second one. But, <laughs> but it depends whether or not you read the one where uh, Janet Jackson's name was first on <laughs> <Yes>. the <that. laughs> yeah. didn't it? But, but, I mean, but that's all the... Acts I'm really happy to and want to watch that like Timmy Parlor, Hot Cheap. It's a, a band I like a lot, awesome. yeah, and especially excellent. their amazing life. I think Janet Jackson will actually be really good as well. It's all those people that don't you don't see on every lineup every year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and as I say, going on, on through this list, there's a lot of names I don't know, but again, I almost find that just as exciting. Another thing, so this festival is after a follow year, which means they have more time for changes. One of them is what a sixty meter. Beer at the festival. There's a f- there's a few things, sea. yeah. And do you know what? I, I think there's a there's certainly they're drip feeding little bits of information out. So I think definitely get get a little bit more info on that. I think there's going to be some good things to talk about. Block nine expanding. I think that's another one that yeah. came out already. I'm a big fan of block nine, so I'm all up for that. And also, what else? Arcadia is going to change. Arcadia is changing. We don't know no into spider. what, but yeah, the iconic spider. In fact, who you know, they might be opening themselves up to be able to to, to do more with it. Well, they even. Cancelled the London event. They did, yeah, yeah. They said so it they was. Fo- um, focusing they 100%. need to focus on Glastonbury because they've got a new, you know, this new structure that they've and got. Considering they've had like nearly two years already, that's that's going to be something. Yep, that's going to be something big. I mean, it was always. I think it was always going to be getting bigger once it got its own field and or, or its own area at least. I mean, I think it's going to even for people like us that have been a few times or, or many times. That first day will will, will just be almost completely different in in many ways. That's a good thing. That's a it great thing. an amazing thing. <laughs> <laughs> and Miguel and I was just saying earlier, from, from talking about planning the episode and what we were going to say, it, we were just getting super excited and almost like we, can't, we almost can't wait now. No. I said I might go down there and uh, join the queue now. Maybe that might be a bit premature. <laughs> Come join Three me. Three months overnight queue party. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to meet Rob in June with a That's massive it. beard. <laughs> There's still no hair on the top though. Wow, wow. <laughs> Well, guys, so this is this is a sad moment. We are heading towards the end, not only of this episode, but also of the first series. Yeah, it's big. Amazing. <laughs> I can't believe it's, got, it's come. And it's been fantastic. It's been a fantastic journey. I remember when I came to both of you with this idea. I think the pitch I made is the first series will be a guide for Glaston mm-hmm. newbies. Mm-hmm. And, I, and the ans- to answer the question, I got my Glastonbury ticket. Now what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we achieved that. 
I think we did that. We we sprinkled a lot of excitement in there yeah. as well. Like yeah. rather than just a here's a list of what you'll need, here's some tips. Like I think it was really fun to sort of chat to you guys about it and get excited. Not only that, I mean people have taken to it so well, uh, which is which has just been mind blowing for us. It's, yeah, it's, we've had to rat- rapidly go wow. People love this. We need to get more out as quickly as that's, possible. That's the thing. We've I, had I, to start to think about Series 2 already. It's crazy. At the moment, I wish I could drop everything and just right? become a full-time podcaster. No, I know. And <laughs> yeah. I think this is testament in many other ways to what we talk about with Glastonbury because we don't actually live that near to each other at all, do we? Which makes it quite difficult. But that's just the nature of people coming from so far and wide, mm-hmm. meeting at yeah. a festival, becoming friends. You then go back into the, your, your real life and you can be far away. When we set out to do the series, didn't we? We didn't really know where it was going to go. So we kind of started with helping everybody out in a, in a kind of generic way. So a timeless podcast. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For, for whatever whatever year you, you come along, you can listen to our podcast and hopefully it'll help you out. I like that we haven't really touched much on the music, really, have we? Like we've talked about everything else and that's the way it should be. Like over the first five episodes, episodes we've sort of mentioned oh you know when I saw this band or you know but this is the first episode that we're actually talking about yeah absolutely seen, or like yeah. people we're excited yeah. to see that's so. true yeah, we but, receive a lot of tweets asking well when's the next episode out and I think there's a time to answer that if it was up to us we would do one episode per week yeah oh yeah, yeah. oh for sure yeah. I think the enthusiasm's there and um, we've got plenty to talk about and if we could it, it would easily be once a week but you know unfortunately so logistically that, and life is in real the way life sometimes. gets in the way a little bit <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah don't think it's it's a lack of interest but what we, I think we're trying to say we're just overwhelmed with the reception yeah very yeah. much so sadly That's we all have full time jobs if any of you want to pay us full time wages <laughs> to yeah, do this gladly then, you know we'll gladly take you up on that because, because there's a lot we had planned and that we couldn't do sadly yes but still there is more to come. Absolutely. Yes, for sure. This is not the end. So for series two, we really want to hear from you guys. Like we would love to have some guests in. I'm sure you've had enough of our voices over and over. <laughs> um, so we're looking to focus on different areas of the festival for each episode. So for example, we do one on um, the park area. We do one on the Glade area. And if you have a story to tell from that area, I don't know if you work in that area, volunteer in that area, uh, you've played the stage in that area. <laughs> we want to hear from you. We want to get some guests in and, and have a chat about what makes each bit of Glastonbury special. I mean, we've got general ideas of where we want to go with this series, but feel free to get in contact with us. Um, if you come come forward with something, we might be able to work the episode around that. We might be able to work it into the episode. It's all very much in the planning. Um, we were like we were overwhelmed with the response we've had, so we're working quite hard and, and, and getting Series 2 to you as quickly as we can. You guys have been really amazing at getting, you know, replying to our tweets and things, so this is an opportunity for you to get even more involved. Well, if you think you have a great Glastonbury story, you can contact us on our socials or email at hello at glastocast.co.uk. UK. Make sure you subscribe. Keep listening. Tell your friends. Get them to listen as well. Yeah, subscribe so you get the nice notification from your podcast player app. So I think, guys, all that's left really now is I think we, we don't really want to, but we're going to have to say goodbye. Not for long. Yeah, we'll be back really soon, I'm sure. It's not a goodbye. It's a see you later. It's a see you later. See Absolutely. you in the field. <laughs> <laughs>